Some information that I can share along the way. 610 is doing another special playoff beer release. Center Block Brewing is where it's at at 6 p.m. on a Friday night. That Friday night is on the date of January 13, 2003. The playoff Pilsner will be available. All 610 host producers, personalities, good-looking, ugly-looking, fun-having time. People will all be there. I promise you. I'll be doing my show, so I have to be there. I'd be there anyway if I didn't do a show. I was there last year. Loved it. Yeah, you and Julio were cardiganed up last year. Oh, hell yeah, the man. Last one. I mean, if anything, I could rock another cardigan. Bought a new one this year. It's black. Looks nice. Um, Chiefs, Houston, not anything special. Really jumped off the off the page. Um, watching that game, probably the most frustrating game. If you're a Chiefs fan, you probably watched all year. That one of the Colts, Buffalo, I don't think was frustrating just because you like know you're going to see that team again. More often than not, or more more likely than anything else, you'll you'll, you'll probably see Buffalo again. Um, but the thing that's interesting is that I think that the belief in the team from a fan's perspective, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off my hinges. Um, I was just watching too much Home Alone. But I think the belief that this team can win a Super Bowl went down significantly after that Houston game for multiple reasons. This team has a turnover problem. This team turns the ball over more than they possibly ever should, especially the type of tight-knit team that this team is that the Kansas City Chiefs have. Andy Reid has always been one of those guys, almost like Belichick-esque when it comes to just playing a clean game. And if you don't, they'll find a spot for you, and it's normally not on the field for a very long time. And in this game, we saw missed blocks. We saw drops. I don't know how harsh you want to be on Christian Watson for dropping that pass from Mahomes where he threw it like, what, 50 yards on one leg? I don't know how harsh you want to be on that. Um, but little things like that, that's what makes a difference between a Super Bowl contender and a Super Bowl pretender. Like you could tell right now, that Dallas, Minnesota, Miami, pretenders. They're not necessarily contenders yet. Miami's lost three in a row. Miami has started to trend down in a direction that needs to be coming back up very quickly. They're the seventh seed as of right now in the playoffs. And they got New England on their back. Pittsburgh can somehow still make the playoffs. I saw the thing today. It's it's like an insane type of parlay thing to happen. But the Chiefs and their run can be affected. Now, the Chiefs can definitely get to a Super Bowl. I think getting to a Super Bowl, the percentage is much higher than where I have it at winning a Super Bowl. And I think right now I have a 45% belief that they can actually win a Super Bowl. Now, that is heavily weighted because of who plays quarterback, who calls the plays, and where this team has been 
and the experience they have from a coaching's perspective and a quarterback's perspective. Because you need the calmest guy in the room to be your quarterback. Chiefs have that. You need the smartest guy in the room to be your head coach. Chiefs have that. Carry that momentum through. Everything should be all right. But things that get out of their hands, that's what causes Super Bowls not to happen. Bob Fesco tweeted earlier tonight, what's the worst play in Chiefs history? I said D Ford line up offsides, no question. If D Ford isn't offsides, that team goes to a Super Bowl, which means Patrick Mahomes would have gone to a Super Bowl in his first three years as a starting quarterback. What happened in that Super Bowl? I have no idea. You can't do that. No butterfly effect here. So little things cause that percentage to go down. And the one thing that I don't like hearing from a fan base is the not necessarily the punting on the season or the expectations, because I truly believe that if Mahomes and Andy Reid are a, are a duo, you ought to be a Super Bowl contender every year. So I don't want to hear the whole, this is a rebuild season. This isn't the Major League Baseball organization where those things happen, where we play in a small market, we base our team off the draft, and free agents that don't cost a lot of money. And this year, we had to unload, so we had to rebuild. The Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill. They got rid of an older Tyron Matthew that wasn't helping this team. They improved that position. Well, kind of. And this team has still got one of the best, if not the best, offense in the NFL. So the rebuild, I will not listen to. They still have... A good amount of weapons. I think they truly do have an NFL-style winning offense, or I mean a Super Bowl-winning offense. I think with the targets they have, with the with the players they have in their primes, I think this team can definitely win a Super Bowl with this offense. But the way this team has played in the last couple of weeks makes my belief in actually winning the damn thing go down a little bit more significantly every week with the performances that they have. You should not have been that close to Houston. The game should not have been that close against Denver because they played Denver the way they should have. They went up 27 to zero. That game should have been on the back burner. Final score should have been like 35 to 10. And it wasn't. That game was a dogfight. And then you had to go to overtime and have a miraculous play from Willie Gay. And you had to beat some referees. Some referees that don't like you, apparently, like Carl Sheffers. I don't know what that man's problem is. But that man doesn't like the Chiefs. So as long as Mahomes is this young, and as long as Andy Reid is able to continue to be as dominant as a play caller and as dominant as a guy, a head coach, every year this team ought to be a Super Bowl contender. This team ought to have a high percentage of winning the Super Bowl. Hell, they've been doing it for five straight years. Seven straight years they've won the division. They look for a fifth straight AFC championship game. So I I would attribute, I would say it's probably closer to 50. Um, and, and the reason why I'm pretty confident still is just because 
it's different when you have a team that's unproven. Like if this were 2019 and the Chiefs were going into the playoffs like this, like, yeah, I'd, I'd be lower than 45%. I'd be like 25, 30% because you got a roster like this. You got a coach quarterback like this. You should be winning by much more against teams like the Texans and the Broncos were the two worst teams in the NFL. You should do better against those teams though for, you know, the, the Broncos do have a good defense and they are divisional opponent. They know you better than most teams do. So, but they were down 27. And they zero. were down 27. Nothing. You turned the ball over. You gave them points. So, um, like, just going into that game, I, w- I, I would have understood if that game was closer. But the way it played out, like, the way that game ended, you can't, you can't give up basically uh, what was 28. Gave, gave up a 28-6 to six run. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a 28-7 run. The problem I have, though, is that, like, as much as I look at what they've done recently, I still know that this team can improve their performance. And really, we can kind of point to, like, turnovers being the biggest issue here. Like, yeah, the defense hasn't been playing as great as they, as you'd like them to, to mm-hmm. be. They've given up some big plays. But really, it's it's the turnovers. They need a clean game as far as turnovers go. You can't have your quarterback throwing three interceptions against a divisional opponent. You can't fumble the football twice against the worst team in football. Because we know, like, A, the Texans look like they got some life to them because they showed that when they played the, the Cowboys the week before. Um, and this is the NFL. And in the NFL, any team can beat any other team on any given day if the the conditions are right. And it was very much the kind of game where it looked like the conditions were probably right. I think, like, I'm not so concerned because I look at the rest of this AFC picture and I don't see a, a team that is, like, has the, the, the cachet that the Chiefs do. Like, yeah, the Bengals have beaten you three straight times. Um, the Bengals have done it one year. Uh-huh. They got to prove, like, they have to prove that they are still the team in the conference. Like right. they, they did it last year. They got the Super Bowl. Great job. Uh-huh. It's hard to get back to the Super Bowl. We know the statistics. It's it's it is so rare for a team to get back to the Super Bowl after they they get there. So uh-huh. uh like the the odds are working against the Bengals. The Bills have never proven they can beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Like they came close last year, but they didn't do it. So, you know, we look at this, and the Chiefs right now are the only proven team in the conference, and really the only proven team in the NFL. Like, you can kind of say that about the Buccaneers, but right now the Buccaneers, they are struggling right now. They definitely don't look like they've got a lot of firepower out there, and they look very beatable, and, and, you know, obviously things can change in the playoffs, but right now the only team that to me looks, that has, like, the cachet, that's playing the part is the Chiefs. So in that regard, I give them a little bit higher than I normally would. Um, the NFC right now really just looks like the Eagles. And in the AFC, you've got some competitive, you've got a lot of competitive teams there, but a lot of unproven teams. Mm. And you're starting to see some of those teams feed on each other, like the Dolphins, where you know they were looking like they could potentially get the one seed if things go right. And look at them now. They're barely clinging to a playoff spot. So right. I, I just feel like the Chiefs are the class of the AFC until proven otherwise. Should be. And if you want even more numbers, there have been 18 straight seasons without a repeat champion Yeah, in the NFL. I think the last first, last team to do it were the Denver Broncos, back-to-back, 97-98. Yeah. Last one. That's the last team to do it. No, no, no. Uh, 03-04 Patriots. 
That's right. Oh three oh four. That would be eighteen. And that was to win. To get back to it, the Seahawks did it 13-14, yeah. but they lost the second well, time. Well, Denver did it twice, too, right? Didn't Denver lose to Seattle, then beat Carolina? They, that was two years later. Okay, so they didn't go back to bed. No. Good night, gentlemen. See you later. Good night. That's an early bedtime. Must be nice. Oh, maybe they're just, like, going to watch a show or something. Maybe they're mm. not going to they're bed. They're just checking out. Yeah, they're just checking out of the show. <laughs> okay. Um, coming up on the other side, Andy Reid had something to say about uh, – Patrick Mahomes in the MVP. Andy Reid also said there's a push for the number one seed. We'll get to that. Plus, why I think the odds will swing forever in your favor when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Like classic fashion... My parlay is going to miss. I think this might be the one where I just I just put it down. I just say, hey, Dusty, let's wait till February where we can do Super Bowl prop bets, have fun with it, and just call it. I need seven points from Julius Randle and two made three-pointers from Klay Thompson. Only problem is... I don't think Julius Randle is going to play the rest of the night. His team is up 100 to 81. And something tells me I'm going to miss it by like two points. I mean, if you're going to hit this, you're going to need the Warriors, especially Clay, to get hot from the field here mm-hmm. in the fourth. And that, I mean, that's going to happen like now. Yeah, absolutely right now. Not right uh, now, but right floor. now. He's on the floor. Oh, so, yeah, he rested you know, half he, the third. He, yeah. His ass was on the bench half the time in the third quarter. Yeah, he was chilling. He's just sitting in that corner right now waiting for a pass, but you just let Jordan Poole fire him up. Who's yeah, that's, hurt. that's not the guy. Yeah, yeah, his knee's hurting. That's not the guy. Give it to Clay. Though I, I will say this, man. Clay just hasn't been the same guy this year. Well, he hasn't been the same guy since the surgeries. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, he was good last year. It was just like this Did he year. Did play last year? Yeah, he played last year. Like a lot? I yeah, thought he just he played, played in the playoffs. No, he played the entire year. Mm. He, he, was, he didn't play the entire previous year. But he he came back last season. Um, he's been uh, he was great last year. He he went back to form. But like I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's an age thing or whatnot. Like I mean, they're also coming off a championship run. And they're also a lot older. Yeah, I mean I think it might be an age thing where it's like like even Steph wasn't like super consistent game in game out. Now he's hurt again. Last he's, year, Clay Thompson played in thirty two games. Did he? Oh, so he was. So they held him out then, because oh, it was an Achilles. Mm -hmm. It was an Achilles. They brought him back towards the end of the season for the playoff. So he came back in. That was probably what uh, February. I don't know. Whatever thirty-two games is probably that's probably mid-January. And he missed the two previous years with the injuries. Yeah, because he. I mean, just like right after one, right after the other, right when he was going to come back in in twenty twenty, then he tears his Mm -hmm. Achilles in training camp, Mm -hmm. and that was it. And you just, I mean, I felt so bad for him. So, like, I don't know. This might be an age thing with Clay. Well, for sure it is. I know Booker was chir- – remember when he got tossed out the game because mm-hmm. like, when they were playing the Suns? They were talking, was, oh, yeah. Booker was chirping at him. And they've he had a history, him. too. Yeah, but, I mean, they like each other. They, they So, they, they're, they're friends and whatnot, but he was chirping at him like, bro, you old. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He was, get, he, was, he was going for Clay's head, though. I mean, he seems to kind of be regressing. I don't know if this is going to hit. and It's not. 
I've already yeah. accepted it. <laughs> Not I still think you should play them because I think you are, are entertained by them. Very so. much so. You just got to temper your expectations a bit. I mean, this was a very, very low mile parlay. And stop betting normal. the Warriors. I'm not. Well, I mean, I'm you betting stop, points. Props, yeah, yeah, but you got to. Which betting. every single one is hit except for Clay's three. Yeah, you got to stop betting on on, on the I'm Warriors. I'm doing the hell I want. Pat had another <laughs> great day, and I mean, you know, if he if he's not the MVP, I'm not sure who is the MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's phenomenal. So, um, love having him on our team. Andy Reid spoke to the media. That's what he had to say about Patrick Mahomes in the MVP voting. Patrick Mahomes now leads minus 150 over Jalen Hurts, who is plus 150. Peter Schrager claims that Jalen Hurts should not lose the favorite as the MVP because of missing a few games. I 100% disagree. The conversation of who deserves it more is not because of who deserves it. It's because of who went out and took it. And to Patrick Mahomes, who was... Patrick Mahomes was great on Sunday. And I know it was Houston, but Patrick Mahomes had to be. If, if that's Alex Smith, the Chiefs lose that game by more than 10 points. Just because of, of who he is. Because of how good he is and what his, his circumstances can be every game in and game out. And Patrick Mahomes in that game, in my mind, was better than Jalen Hurts in his game. Because if you take the week prior, we read the tweet a couple times on air. If you take the week prior, according to BetMGM, Patrick Mahomes lost the favor to the MVP because he struggled against a team like Denver, blowing a 27-0 lead, having three interceptions, and having to fight and claw back to beat a bad, bad team. Well, Jalen Hurts had to fight and claw to beat a Chicago team last week. And now Jalen Hurts is possibly going to miss this week, could miss next week, and this is a big week for them to miss. Now, Dallas fumbling the ball and losing over, not fumbling, but I mean, metaphorically, but Dallas losing to Jacksonville basically gave Philadelphia a one-way shot to the one seed. Like they can afford to lose to Dallas this week when they play them. But Jalen Hurts missing games and Peter Schrager saying that you shouldn't miss out on the MVP odds because of who he is up through 14 weeks. Erroneous on all counts. If you're going to be the MVP, you have to go out and take it and be the guy. And if Patrick Mahomes goes out on Christmas Eve on Saturday at noon against the Seattle Seahawks and has another 300-yard passing game, two or three touchdowns, zero to one interceptions, Patrick Mahomes will then surpass Jalen Hurts by that much more. And Mahomes now controls the narrative. Remember last week we were talking about how when Danny Parkins joined Carrington's show, the drive and said that Mahomes needs things to happen in order for him to then control the narrative. And once you can control the narrative of the MVP, then it is more than likely forever in your favor. And Jalen Hurts now no longer controls it. Now Jalen Hurts needs Patrick Mahomes to go out and basically have a very, very poor game against Seattle, which is not something that I don't think that Jalen, that that Patrick Mahomes is going to do. I think this is a game in which Patrick Mahomes is going to go out there and continue to try to win first, be that quarterback that gets his team into the playoffs, but also by doing so, that's going to continue to count his odds up higher to win the MVP. Two more weeks, the numbers will be complete, the award will be official, and all of you people out there that agree with me, that put the bet early on and agree with Andy Reid. Pat had another 
great day. And I mean, you know, if he if he's not the MVP, I'm not sure who is the MVP. I mean, he's phenomenal. So um, love having him on our team. And I get it. Andy Reid's always going to support his guys. Always going to be big time supporter. But he knows it. We all know it. Add one more MVP to the books, and then you can just start going off and looking for Super Bowl MVPs and Super Bowl championships. I I I disagree with Schrager's point on, uh, oh, if you get hurt, it shouldn't affect your MVP stance. Like, well, if that's the case, then put Tua. Tua should have been in there the whole season. Yeah, like to me, I feel like you have to take the entirety of the of each individual season into account. And if Mahomes ends up having three more games to put a better case out there, then that is what it is. You yeah. can't just be like, oh, we're just we're gonna disregard these three games because this guy got hurt. Like if like if you're watching, like I don't know, there's a lot of people like F1 starting to get popular now, or mm-hmm. uh, or like NASCAR or whatever. If the person who's in first place gets into a wreck, they don't stop the race and say, "Oh, well, the person who's first place, they, they that's it, the, the race is over." First place, the leader got 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 wrecked. Like that's the end of the race. They keep racing until mm-hmm. the fin, until the fin race is finished. And if you know, obviously at that point you have a new leader, and then they go and win. Right. That to me is what should always be the case. Like, yeah, it's it, it's cool. Like at the end of the day, he got surpassed anyways before he missed games. So it's not really going to hurt his MVP case. He's just, if he misses games, especially if he misses the rest of the season, which I hope not because he's on my money league in, mm. in fantasy. He's my quarterback. So I, I really hope he, he he goes out there and he toughs it out here these final three games. Mm-hmm. But if that were to happen, um, at the end of the day, if you can't play, that's not the fault of Patrick Mahomes or, or whoever else is in the race. It's not the fault of Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. That's that's on him, and it's circumstance on on the part of Jalen Hurts, and it's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, you you got to go. You have to take all relevant information in. You can't just disregard that stuff. Right. He was not the leader. He's not the leader right now. If he doesn't play the rest of the season or misses games, it is what it is. That's part of the situation. It's unfortunate for Jalen Hurts, but that's how the world works. Right. We got to take all the information that we have available uh, into account. So. At, at that at that instance, if it ends up hurting Jalen Hurts, then so be it. And that's the other thing, too, is that, like, I would understand if, like, they both missed the last two games because both teams had clinched, then you can go by 16 weeks. Sure, yeah. But this is one of those things where, like, Mahomes hasn't anything clinched. He's trying to win the one seed, and the records will be a wash because Mahomes will potentially have, what, 14 wins, three losses. Jalen Hurts will be 13-1, and one, so it's like, I don't know where you where you really say one's better than the other. To me, where it all sits up is that there's a chance that the Chiefs could be the one seed. There's a reason why they're a chance to be the one seed, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Is Philadelphia the same way? Absolutely. 100% Jalen Hurts has been, no doubt about, an MVP type of season this year. But if he does not play the final three games due to an injury or due to just missing games, then you have to think about what Patrick Mahomes is doing and what he's done. Yeah, and Mahomes has had a considerably more difficult schedule than Hertz has played this year. Right, and he's lost his number one target. Right, and he lost his number one target. He's had a much more difficult schedule. So, really, at the end of the day, like he's had a tougher road. I mean, you look at the Bills, you look at the at the Bengals, you look at some of these other teams. Like they got a lot of good teams in the AFC. You look at the NFC, and it's like the Eagles and maybe the Forty ers We'll see what happens with Purdy, and that's like really it. Yeah. 
Not only that, but Mahomes has 4,809 passing plus rushing yards this season. He needs 754 to break Drew Brees' all-time record of 55-62 set in 2011. And he needs to average 251.3 pass plus rushing yards per game the rest of the season to do so. Not only that, moving on from that, Patrick Mahomes, 4,496 passing yards. That leads the NFL. Mahomes has thrown 51 fewer times than Justin Herbert, who is second in the league and 477 yards behind Patrick Mahomes. The other impressive stat is that Mahomes has 599 more passing yards than the third-ranked quarterback in passing yards. That one Tom Brady, and he's thrown the ball 71 fewer times than Tom Brady. Coming back, I want to talk about Jarek McKinnon and his role moving forward. Plus, I think there's a little bit of an interesting debate when it comes to Harrison Butker, but we're also proud of Harrison Butker because at the end of the day, you just got to own up. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in after hours, just a few, few minutes left on the show. Um, my goodness. If you're outside the targeted Ward Parkway shopping center, stay safe. Buddy Robert had sent me a text about it. It's all over Twitter at this point. Tons of cops over there. They say there was a reports of maybe a shooting. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I used to live down near there. Yeah, stay safe during the it's holiday a little, season. It's a little folks. rough out there. Just gotta stay safe. I really hope this GoFundMe for this idiot who allegedly robbed banks and is a super cheese fan is <laughs> fake. Created a GoFundMe for that guy. I mean, I think it's fake. I'm pretty I, sure it's I fake. I hope it's fake. What? But he's alleged to have robbed a bank. What does he need a GoFundMe? For? I think there's an S on bank. Banks, yeah. yeah, he's been. This man has been arrested multiple times for this kind of offense. No, don't do that. Don't don't go out and support people who do bad things. Yeah, don't be that person. Just don't antagonize it. Just let it let let him let him serve his time. If he allegedly did these yeah, things, if he let, did this it, stuff. Let him go out here and do his thing. Man. It's time to learn. You know, kids on the playground that got in trouble and had to stand on the square because they did something dumb. Their friends weren't going to the teachers be like, I think you should get at least 10 more minutes of playtime. No, man, let that man cook. Let him sit there and think about it. But speaking of good news, since we don't have a whole lot of time for this segment because we've got a clock that we run with and ads that make money for this station. But I will say this. There is good news for those of you out there that have YouTube TV. Apple is out. Days after a report that emerged that Apple, the perceived frontrunner for the Sunday ticket package for months, has exited the bidding. Multiple reports indicate that YouTube TV will land the package for 2023 and beyond. I mean, it's the NFL. You know they're making them get to at least a seven-year deal. They're not going to let them get in here for about two years and see if they like it or not. You're going to like it for almost a decade. And other candidates were Amazon and Disney. Amazon just kind of fizzled out 
basically, like, once they found out they were getting Thursday night, they're like, yeah, we, we'll stick with one night. I mean, they tried. They tried. They opened until recently. I mean, I think they're yeah. still in it right now. But, like, I mean, they're already spending billions of dollars on Thursday night football. This poor Thursday night game. <laughs> they're good. We don't I, – I, I'm cool on that, man. But a source with knowledge of the situation says the deal is not done done, but it that YouTube TV has made a strong push recently – and that the decision could be, well, final by a matter of days. DirecTV has owned the Sunday ticket rights since the inception in 1994. The NFL has made it clear that the next deal would focus on streaming only option. YouTube TV could still sell limited satellite rights for bars or consumers in areas that lack access to sufficiently effective high-speed internet access. Regardless, Sunday ticket is about to undergo its biggest change ever at a time when many... Can't wait to finally dump DirecTV. So I'm not familiar with NFL Sunday Ticket. I'm assuming that it's basically what it is as advertised. You can just go find any game you want and watch it at any time. Is that what it is? It's like NBA Game Pass or whatever Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like basically when they're live, you can watch out-of-market games instead of having to behold, you know, be to beholden to whatever they're showing locally. You can so. become your own Steve Hansen. Yeah, pretty much. Or Scott Hansen. Is it Scott Hansen? Scott Hansen. Yeah. Chris Hansen's the guy you don't want to be. That's the guy you don't want to meet. Yeah, no, that's the guy that, that when he comes out of the, out of the door behind in the back of the kitchen, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's like usually most of the places that have it are like bars and whatnot, but there are a lot of people who live out of town, out of their out of their local area or whatever for their team that have it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's very expensive, and you have to have Directv for it. And right. the problem is Directv isn't a great service. It's very expensive to have Directv Directv already. And since a lot of people are cord cutting. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense for the NFL to continue to put it out there. I'm sure that DirecTV actually wanted to like lower the prices mm-hmm. if they could. Not in the NFL's but world. But no, like, the NFL <laughs> NFL was looking so like DirecTV pays like 1.5 billion dollars mm-hmm. for this, and the NFL is like wanting to double that. Mm. And so like DirecTV is not going to do that because they're losing customers. So right. it, it makes sense and. I think it's good for the viewers because they're going to be able to get it at a much ease in a much like I have YouTube TV. It's a great service. Yeah, it's good. Really awesome. Much, much easier than direct TV. You can cancel whenever you want. I mm-hmm. think it's a much better situation. So to update you, it says, uh, according to Kevin Barry, Casey police tell us there were shots fired near Ward Parkway Ball and that there are no injuries reported so far. Fox 4 KC has seen videos with a lot of police cars around that area. So stay safe out there during this holiday season. As I tell you, every night before I end this show, go do something nice because this is a mad, nasty, sick world. And we need a little bit more of that in this industry that we call the world in the galaxy that is such a terrible place at times. But I will say this. I have a question when it comes to the the YouTube TV. So would that just be like an additional package you would add to your – What do you think that would cost? Uh, I mean, like ten bucks? No, more than no. that. It's like probably 30, gonna be like twenty nine ninety nine. It's probably gonna be like three hundred dollars a season. I think it's like three hundred now for for it on Directv. It's probably gonna. So be you have to pay what sixty bucks a month for YouTube TV? Sixty five. And then you have to add on a three hundred dollar payment for the NFL Sunday ticket. Correct. And I'm sure they probably Ugh. like split it up, but you, it's like you have to pay it, but like. Yeah, it's going to be like $300. If not, they might actually reduce the price a little bit. 
maybe to like 250. I don't know, but like I, I definitely think it's going to be pretty fat. Damn. I mean, these the NFL makes a lot of money off of this, and they're not going to cut their earnings on it. They are going to go to a service that's going to be easier for people to get and is a much better service. I mean, right now, like everyone, like I, I've read a lot of like uh, of like cord cutter websites, and they mm-hmm. they all say that YouTube TV is the best. And I've had YouTube TV now for like three years. Yeah, it's it's the best service out there. Yeah, you know what used to be the best PlayStation View. On God was the best service ever. You know why? Because everything was like, t- like NFL Red Zone was ten dollars, and I could cancel it the day football ended and never got charged again. Yeah, they. I think it's it's eleven dollars for Red Zone and a bunch of other sports channels. Like they got like a poker channel or whatever on there, which is like super niche. Um, and they've, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like the FanDuel TV channel and stuff like that. So it's actually like a really good value. But yeah, I mean, I'll pay eleven just for Red Zone. Yeah. Oh God, I loved it. I paid ten bucks and loved it. Yeah, I loved PlayStation View, and then they just took it from well, me. It was costing too much money, and not enough people were on. Yeah, it. they didn't have enough subscribers, and they not found out how many people. people loved it once they let it go. It's like you are the few like select people. Yeah, yeah. Nobody I mean, else did it, but it was great. It was basically YouTube TV. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's I, I. I didn't have it. I never used it, but I know people that did. So it was a good service. We end this show. We wrap it all up for you. Get you out of here and set you up for the rest of the week here and after hours. We return. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. All right. I hate parlays, but I love it's a love-hate relationship. I really do love them because it's such a small bet that can win a lot. So it's not really like you're betting like unless you're just a really scumbag gambler and you put like 50 on them. I normally put 10 bucks. We got one more to end the night, which I'll I'll figure out. I think eh, I don't know if I can get two miles in in a jog outside. It might be too cold to do any of that. We got temperatures of 25 miles per hour or 20, 25 degrees is what it is outside right now. Ugh. You know, once you like get oh, yeah. like a quarter mile in, you're mm. fine. Yeah, I did it. Uh, I did it last night. Uh, worried about the the coolness. And I did it last night. And really, like, I sweat more than I had basically all. Su- now, no, no, that's a lie all summer. But like the most I've sweat in a long time. I mean, I have like thermal on thermal pants on and under armor. Uh a sweatshirt, and then a jacket. And by the time I was done, I took my beanie off and everything, man, I was soaked. Yeah, yeah, like that's seriously like if you, yeah. the cold, like, a, like the I. The lungs kind of hurt. Yeah, the, the lungs will hurt. You yeah. know, You'll, your face will hurt, you know, your nose will hurt yeah. and whatnot. But like once you get like a quarter mile in, you don't even think about the cold anymore. Yeah, I was Because like you're, you're full in adrenaline and your body starts heating up. You're not even thinking about the cold. What do they call that? Like a runner's high? Yeah, run, you, yeah. Do, you do get that runner's high. Like yeah. I seriously, like once once I get done, like because I'll go on like walks around my neighborhood and oh, whatnot. Yeah. And like once I'm done, like I don't even think about the cold. No, absolutely not. Then you just take that nice shower and then hit the hit the bed. And you're exhausted. Yeah, I usually do it during the day. So yeah, I would have done it this morning, but the high was like 17. I was like, man, I don't know about this. I went, I went and worked out at the place uh, that I go to, and like, yeah, I didn't bring a hoodie. Ooh, because I don't, I didn't want to like take it off or anything. I was just trying to get in, go work out, get out. 
So I, I was really cold going in, but like after my workout, like I didn't. It was hot. I was I was good. I was walking past the people. AC on. I was walking past people who were getting in their car, and they was like looking at me like, "What are you doing?" Had steam coming off the forehead. Yeah, it was like I didn't have that, but it yeah. was like it was like. 25, 26 degrees or whatever. And I was like, you know, I'm just feeling it. Hey, man, you want to earn it, you got to earn it. If you want it, you got to go through the hard times. And then when you get to spring, it's like, well, this is easy at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once you get to spring, it's different. Uh, Parlay tonight, four legs, Chris. Over Nikolai Jokic, 24 and a half. Over John Morant, 29 and a half. Dylan Brooks, which said, this is my my concerning leg. That's the tough part. Over 17 and a half. And then we just need, we need Steve Lurch Adams to get nine rebounds. I mean, everything I think on there is very doable, but the Dylan Brooks, the Dylan Brooks prop is the tough one. Yeah. Cause he averages like 18 a game. And if you like, I know you've been following Mm -hmm. NBA for a long time. I've been doing it too. Whenever you got a player that's averaging somewhere in the mid to high teens, that does not mean that they are averaging that amount every single night. Like yeah. they're scoring that every single night. Right. That means that sometimes you're going to get 10 points. Sometimes you're going to get 25 points. Sometimes you get 15. Sometimes you get 20. So it, that's going to be tough there. Yeah. Cause there's a good, it's basically like almost like a coin flip. Uh-huh. Are you going to get good Dylan Brooks tonight? That's going to go out there and, and, and get the, the buckets, get the volume. Or are you going to get mediocre or bad Dylan Brooks? Mm-hmm. And he's going to have a bad night from the field. Has like nine points on, on you know, two for, for nine shooting. Like I just kind of think that I feel like they need Dylan Brooks tonight because there's no Desmond Bain. And that's normally been John Morant's like number two guy. Yeah, yeah. And he ain't playing tonight. So we need him to step it up. We need him to step it the hell up. Right. But like guys like that just because you need them to step it up doesn't mean, doesn't they, mean do. they do. So, I mean, I know this is a Suns fan, and, you know, like there's been times where we've needed DeAndre Ayton to step it up, and he mm. didn't step it up. So, uh, you know, it, it, I, I, I definitely hope you win, especially because this is the juicier of the two parlays that you had tonight. Yeah. But just, like, if there's one, and there's always one in these parlays that have good payouts. There's always that one bet that is, is, is tough to hit because the prop number's really good. And that's the one that's really good. And I just, I need, what I would love to see is I'd love to see Lurch Adams. That's what we call him these days. I'd love to see him have about seven at halftime. I'd love to see Ja have about 23. I'd love to see Brooks have about 15 at half. And, and Nikolai Jokic be the guy, be the back-to-back MVP that we know he can be. And if all that goes well, I'll sit back and, Smash my Freddy's double with cheese and this nice pickle spear on there, and I'll be good. Come on, Nikolai. You're averaging 25.2 a game. I need you to have at least 27 a night just to make me happy. That first leg pissed me off. I just hate blowouts in the NBA. I just hate blowouts. I like them when the Suns do them, but that's it. That's the only time. My buddy had uh, – <laughs> he had. you remember the other night when I was telling you that I was talking with Grant and how we lost the parlay by one rebound? Yeah. He, had a, he went heavy on a Tyler Hero. Uh, parlay tonight. Oh, man, really? Yeah, because Jimmy B was out, so Tyler Hero is a heavy betted favorite tonight, according to the gambling experts, to have over like 19 and a half points, have like two or three three-pointers. There's a texture tonight that had a Tyler Hero parlay as well. And uh, Rough night. Tyler Hero shot at one time in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and, then they pull, and then they pulled him with 19 points. Weren't they, weren't they losing? Yeah, and then they pulled him because he had 19 points. They let him sit the rest of the game. I think they texted in that they were pretty heavy favorites. Like, the money line was pretty gross. Oh, yeah. Like, eight, minus 875, which 
don't bet the money line in the NBA because it's so unpredictable during the regular I bet the, season. I bet the Knicks tonight nailed it. Bet Julius Randle over five yeah, and a half rebounds. You're, you're nailed a it. Punchless Warriors team. Yeah, no, you should hit that. Thoughts on Jokic and Morant combining for 55. Love it. I mean, I it would that would be my parlay. 25 for Jokic and 30 for Morant. So I'm on that. I'm on that one. Um, thanks to Kristen Nacero. Thanks to everybody that that joined in on the text line and had fun with this show. Um, thank you to all that continue to be a part of this process. I am Dusty Likens. This is After Hours. Have a good night. Like I say every night, go do something nice. Be something different in the world that has got a lot of hate in it and a lot of ugliness into it as well. Good night, Kansas City. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.